Well, welcome to Grace, everyone, this weekend. Good to have you here. Uh, welcome everybody who's uh, watching online. Thanks for being a part of it, and uh, thanks for spending the time here. I want to, uh, before we dig into our conversation, I just want to uh, reiterate again uh, that, that whole push for life groups, uh, the video and the announcements there. I really want to say, guys, if you're not in a life group, uh, whether uh, you're here in the room or out online, if you're not a part of that biblical community, I really really encourage you to do that. Uh, if you have never gone to a life group or if you went to one and it changed because we started a new campus or something like that, uh, the, the DNA of Grace Church really functions through those groups. And so you're, uh, you're only experiencing half of what Grace is like if you're not in those groups and just encourage you to do that. If you're a junior high, high school student, we have student life groups here on Sunday nights. They'll start here in a few weeks. Uh, if you're an adult, you, you go to life group, you go with your kids, so it's not, you don't park your kids at a babysitter and then go off, but they're with you and go to that, and you will uh, enjoy those, you will get a lot out of those, uh, care, discipleship, all that stuff happens in those life groups, so take the chance, kind of hold your breath, jump in, and uh, be a part of those, and connect a little bit, okay, and kind of make that your fall resolution uh, to be a part of life groups. All right, we're in a series right now that we call Foolproof. Uh, instructions for wise living and we're talking about wisdom uh, launched this out last weekend and uh, we just talked about the idea how God gives us something greater than our circumstances right so uh, usually what we do is we kind of go from thing to thing the tyranny of the urgent God would in essence look and say that's the way life works you're never gonna I'm never gonna make all your problems go away life doesn't function that way but I'll give you my heart, I'll give you my mind, I'll give you the ability to navigate through those circumstances with wisdom, and I want you to have that, and I want to give that to you generously. And we looked last week at a guy named Solomon in the Bible. Uh, God came to Solomon and said, I'm going to give you a blank check. What do you want, money, power, what do you want? And Solomon said, what I want is wisdom. I want the, the, the understanding to navigate all those things, and God loved that answer so why uh, Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived because God answered that prayer and one of the books of the Bible that Solomon wrote was the book of Proverbs which is where we're going to camp next few weeks Solomon wrote down these tidbits of wisdom and this understanding of wisdom for his sons so that they could kind of have access to it and then we're able to access it through uh, through the scripture but he just said sons you need to go get wisdom. What you need to cherish above everything in life is wisdom. Uh, sell everything you have to get wisdom. And he said, go and get it. And so that's what we were talking about uh, last weekend. And if you missed it, go out online. It's, it's there. You can listen to it, watch it, uh, and get, sign up. If, if you want a podcast, sign up on iTunes. It'll just come to you every week. Uh, but kind of fill in those blanks I would encourage you to do that. But I want to remind us of that idea where Solomon says, get it. And we said that wisdom is not this big mystery. Uh, you don't have to climb a mountain and like ring a bell to get wisdom, right? But God will give it to us generously without finding fault. But we have to pursue it, okay? And we said that it's, it's a skill we pick up, just like we learned to throw a curveball or learn to do math or the computer or whatever. Wisdom, it's the skill of living and we pick it up as we go through life. So we said in order to get wisdom, uh, we're gonna need patience and persistence. We're gonna have to pursue it. We're gonna need humility, 
because God's wisdom is always going to unplug our conventional wisdom. We, we each have something in us that we trust about ourselves. And so God's wisdom actually often will push against that. And then we say we're going to need God. It, it's, the, it's the heart and the mind of God that, we, that winds up being revealed to us and that we lock into. And when we will pursue it and we will humble ourselves and accept it and allow God to direct us and define us, then we wind up with this skill of living that will help us to navigate through the ups and the downs of life, okay? So off of that foundation, I want, I want to build in kind of our next component. And as we dig into to wisdom, I want to start talking, start our conversation about wisdom by kind of talking about the opposite of wisdom, which is what the Bible calls foolishness or folly, okay? And this is the way this works. Um, if, if you think about getting something, uh, kind of a, a way that we would normally think about it is this. If God tells me to go get wisdom, then it would seem like if I didn't go get wisdom and I just stayed where I'm at, then I would just be a person without wisdom, right? It's what it, it seems like how life would work. The Bible actually says it doesn't work that way. The Bible says if I don't go and get wisdom, what I will do is I will drift to folly. So the Bible says that every human being is a sinner. It's what we, we do the most naturally. It's our, our sin nature. And so sin comes naturally to us. So nobody ever taught you how to lie or taught you to be selfish or taught you to steal. We do those things on our own. That's the nature of our heart. So when I'm sitting still spiritually, if I'm not moving toward the heart and mind of Christ, I'm drifting into my sin. Okay, that's the way that we work. So with wisdom, if I'm not acquiring wisdom and, and discovering wisdom, I don't just sit kind of neutrally. I drift away from God, and I drift into what the Bible calls folly or foolishness, okay? So I want us to understand that a little bit because as we move on in our series in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about like acquiring wisdom and using wisdom, all those kind of things. It only works if I'm not over here in folly and foolishness. So I want to define for us this weekend what folly and foolishness is and kind of show you how it works so we can recognize it because the, the antidote to folly and foolishness is wisdom. And wisdom will interrupt this path and take me down that path but I have to choose to take it, okay? So, if you're a follower of Jesus this weekend, as this stuff is revealed to you, what will happen is the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, will convict you of places of folly and foolishness in your life and bring God's heart, God's mind to correct you and move you toward wisdom. If you're not a follower of Jesus, uh, this one you're still on the hook for because what, what this one does is God points these things out to you not to like accuse you or to wag his finger at you he does it as a warning and he says listen if you don't pursue wisdom this is where your life's going to wind up i love you the bridge is out stop going down this path pursue wisdom instead and lock that in so that you can move in a different direction so everybody's on the hook for this one this weekend and as we discover it uh, what, what I hope you'll do is be able to kind of recognize these things in, in your life. Now, let me say this. Solomon's talking to his sons in Proverbs, and he's pretty blunt about the path they're going to go down if they don't pursue wisdom. So let me say this to you. 
This weekend, we have to open up our minds and we have to open up our hearts or we're going to be offended. That's the way it's going to work, okay? So if we don't humble ourselves and drop our defenses, then the Bible is going to kind of look at you and say, you're this, or you're, because the Bible actually labels these things. You're this, you're this, you're this. And the chances of us looking and saying, no, I'm not. Oh, I can't believe it, arrogant Bible. We'll be offended if we don't, like, humbly accept the word of God planted in us, okay? So this is what I actually want us to do. I want us to pause and pray for a minute, okay? And I want us to pray and ask God to drop our defenses and to open up our head and to open up our hearts and to let him say to us personally whatever he wants to say to us this weekend, okay? So let's do that. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes. You talk to God for a minute. Ask him to kind of strip away your defenses and open up your heart and head and, and let him speak to you, okay? So God, I, me too, I pray for this for me too, and uh, I want to see your mind and your heart and your wisdom in my life, and uh, Lord, even as you and I were talking earlier, you, you changed my perspective on something, and so God, uh, do that for all of us. Lord, we, we think what we think and believe what we believe, but we want to be open to your correction and your direction. And uh, Lord, in a special way today, as you say some very blunt things to us, uh, let that be true of us today. So press into our hearts here today, Lord, and we ask that in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, grab your Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, if you don't have a Bible, there's some there in the chairs, and it's uh, page 438 in those Bibles. Proverbs chapter 1, and this is what we're going to do. Uh, kind of open that up and maybe like put your thumb there. We're going to come, we're going to land in Proverbs chapter 1. And then we're going to land in Proverbs chapter 3, which is just across the page. But in order to define some things, we're going to move all around the books of Proverbs. Okay, so I'm going to kind of do both a little bit here uh, this weekend. So the Bible says, if I'm not pursuing wisdom, I will drift into folly or foolishness. And what the Bible does is define what I've called three levels of foolishness, okay? And each one kind of builds on the other one, I believe. And what God does is he personifies this title. And he says, this is what this one is like, this person is like, this person is like this. And we want to look and allow God to, to show us if we're one of those people, okay? So here's the first level. The first level of foolishness is what the Bible calls the simple so the simple personifies it, says the simple. The simple or a simple person, this is the definition, lacks wisdom because they lack experience in knowledge. They lack wisdom because they lack experience in knowledge. They're not pursuing wisdom, so they're going to drift into the life of the simple. Now, here's the thing with the simple. The simple, we have to use the word the way the Bible uses it. The simple person is not dumb. The simple person does not lack intelligence. Uh, the simple person is not reckless. The simple person is not necessarily rebellious, especially when they start off. The simple person simply lacks knowledge and lacks experience, okay? So Proverbs chapter 7, verse 7. 
Uh, I saw among the people, among the simple, I noticed a young man, a youth who had no sense. So when Solomon says that, he's not saying, when I saw this dumb kid who didn't have any comment, that's not what he's saying at all. He's saying, when, when I looked, I saw among the simple, someone who did not know and did not have experience yet, okay? And all of us are simple in some aspect of our life all the time, and, and it's a normal part of life. Let me give you a couple of examples. So, when Heidi and I had our first child, we were simple as parents. We did not have knowledge or experience having our own baby. It's a crazy thing. You don't have to apply for a baby, get a permit for a baby, nothing. You can just make a baby and have one, right? And so they send you home and they're like, raise the baby. You're like, ah, I don't know what to do. Every first time parent goes through that, they're simple. I've never raised a kid. I don't know what to do. So we're nervous. What do we do? We start to acquire wisdom, right? You ask your mom how to be a mom. You read a book. You see what the experts say, right? And we did all that with our first kid. We made organic baby food. He had like special stuff. We warmed up the wipes before he changed his diaper, the whole nine yards. By your sixth kid, they fight the dog for the scraps on the floor. Like it just changes, right? But you're simple, right? So it's it's not a big deal. It's not negative. It just kind of is. I'll give you another example. Uh, When I got my driver's license when I was 16, I was simple as a driver, I'd never driven a car on the road, on the highway before. I just didn't know. I wasn't dumb. I wasn't ignorant. I just had never done it. So I always had an instructor with me. I had to get wisdom. And so driver's ed gave me some. My dad gave me a bunch. And I I learned. I overcame a learning curve, right? Uh, Some of us, many of us actually here at Grace are very new in our relationship with God. So you're simple in your faith. You're not dumb. You should have gone to church years ago. You're just like, I don't know. It's new to me. So I don't know the Bible. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. You know, this is why we're like, go to life group. Get around people. Why? Because you have to beat a learning curve. So when Solomon says that, he's like, yeah, you're simple. And all of us are always simple in some phase of our life because life is new and different. And you're doing life for the first time every day that you live it. Right? So it's a, it's a place of foolishness or folly it's right the very beginning path but it's actually not a negative place it just kind of is what it is and the antidote to being simple is to pursue wisdom so a person has to recognize that they're simple like i don't know what i don't know and then they go and they get wisdom and it it solves their simpleness right because knowledge and experience comes to bear and, and and moves in now what happens is this simple being simple only becomes a problem if i don't pursue wisdom so if i don't pursue wisdom i will drift more and more into folly or foolishness and even the simple there's kind of levels of simplicity right so there there's a point where a simple person can say i don't i know what i'm doing i didn't Shut up, Dad. You don't know. I know what I'm doing. Right? And a simple person will start to close their head and harden their heart. And when they do that, the consequences of the, them being simple become more and more severe. So Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. Now I have a simple person who is not seeking wisdom, and they start to fall for anything. I didn't. I got an email. 
I didn't know I had an uncle in Nigeria who was a prince and wants to give me a million dollars. I will, now a simple person will just be like, I'm going to send you $10,000. A prudent person will be like, Dad, do we have an uncle in Nigeria who's a prince, right? They're going to pursue wisdom. They're going to get knowledge, right? A simple person, the antidote to being simple is wisdom. They're going to check it out, and their simplicity goes away. But if you double down on it, you keep pursuing foolishness. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. I can be simple, as long as I recognize that I'm simple and I humble myself and I patiently and persistently pursue wisdom and I let God guide me, it's no big deal. It's just a learning curve. We all go through it every day in some phase of our life. But if I start to allow pride to creep in, if I start to ignore wisdom, if I start to decide I know how to do it on my own, the prudent see danger coming because someone taught them to look ahead. The simple, they just keep going. And they will double down and, and kind of willfully ignorant. You know, ignorance is bliss. Just go deeper and deeper into a life of folly. Okay, now, this is what happens. Everybody starts off as simple, no big deal. That's why we get wisdom. Solomon says to his sons, go get it, acquire it, learn it. It's a skill. A simple person looks and says, I'm not doing that. They're going to drift, and they're going to drift into simplicity and kind of deeper, deeper levels of being simple. And at, at, after a while, their heart hardens, their mind closes, and the Bible says now they are no longer a simple person. There's another level of person. And the next level the Bible calls the fool, right? And so the Bible, uh, the, we define the fool this way. The fool is one who knows what is wise but ignores wisdom. The fool is one who is, knows what is wise but ignores wisdom. They know what God says. They know what the right answer is, but they choose to ignore it. And a fool is someone who is defined as having a hard head and a stubborn heart. They're hard-headed and they're stubborn. Proverbs 1 verse 32, for the waywardness of the simple will kill them, but the complacency of the fool will destroy them. So a simple person is going to drift into a disaster a fool is one who knows that the disaster is coming and doesn't care. The complacency of the fool will kill them. Dude, listen. If you don't, like, lose some weight and quit eating Big Macs every day, you're going to have a stroke. Well, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. Well, you're a fool. If you don't, listen... Your type 1 diabetes, you can back this up a little bit, but if you don't stop drinking like a 2 liter at lunch and start changing, you're going to be rabid. Well, you know, if, if I can't drink a 2 liter, then what's the point of living? Well, you're, you're a fool for doing that. Dude, if you don't get your temper under control, you blow up at your siblings, you explode at your wife. Every time you do that, she backs away and builds another wall. You're going to lose your marriage if you... Well, that's just the way that I am. I'm just a passionate guy. See? If you don't... Girl, if you don't stop flirting with guys at 
work and, and emasculating your husband, you're going to push him away and he's going to find a different option. It's just my personality. I just can't help that I'm beautiful. <laughs> right? Well, you're a fool. You're a fool. There, there, there are consequences coming. I know. Quit talking to me about it. You've said enough. And a fool knows wisdom but chooses to ignore it. The, the issue with the fool is that they're complacent. It, the issue with the fool is not an intellectual problem. That's the issue with the simple. Hey, bro, you, I don't, you need to know this or you're going to be in trouble. Oh, thanks, man. I didn't know. The issue with the, the fool is not an intellectual problem. The issue with the fool is an outlook on life. I want to live this way. Proverbs 10, 23 a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes, but a person of understanding delights in wisdom. A fool likes to be sneaky. A fool likes getting away with stuff. A fool likes to beat the system. They don't, they don't just like get sucked into a wicked scheme. They find pleasure in it. And they like to live on that edge, and they like to ignore, and they like to think that they're running their own life. And they find value in those things. Now, this is what happens with a fool, okay? A fool is always going to hit a crisis point in their life. And that crisis point is either going to wake them up to wisdom, like, what am I doing? Or it's going to cause them to double down on foolishness, all right? So it works like this. Uh, Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11 as a dog returns to their vomit, a fool repeats their folly, right? Great verse. You got every junior high kid should memorize that, right? So you ever see, you've seen a dog do this? They're like throw up and they're like, delicious, right? And they'll eat it. A cat, a, cat, a cat will bring you whatever they murdered as a gift. Like I murdered this and it's yours, right? That's the way a cat works. A dog will uh, throw their lunch up, eat it, and they'll be like, hey, thanks for double lunch, right? That's the way the, a dog works. So the Bible says a fool is like that. As a dog returns to its vomit, a fool returns to folly, and the people around the fool will be grossed out. And this is where a fool will start to be faced with wisdom. And they'll either wake up or they'll double down. They'll look and say, dude, what? what it, you were told if you show up here hungover one more time, you're going to lose your job and you are trash. What are you doing? Dude, just got a party, man. Just got a party. Can you clock me in? All right? No. I'm not losing my job for your job. Dude, you were told, you were told if they find marijuana in your P-test one more time, you're out of the NFL. And what else are you going to do? How are you? Well, you know got to be free. It's legal in some states. You just, you just lost your, you just lost a $10 million contract because, well, you know. And what happens to a fool? They go back and they eat their vomit and people who have wisdom start to back away, right? And a fool, they'll either wake up be like, oh, I just lost my wife and my husband and my kids and my, I just lost my friends and my job for the third. They'll either wake up and be like, I got to change or they'll double down on resenting it. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. 
A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother, right? You see this happen. Well, you guys, you guys don't listen to me anymore. You listen to her. You listen to my sister, but you never listen to me. Why not? Well, because people a long time ago learned not to listen to you. You're a fool. See? You never take my advice. You don't, you don't value my opinion, right? Because we know you, you always lie. Everybody knows not to listen to you. I told her I, this was the last time, and she won't take me back. Right, because you've said that like ten times. She knows to ignore you. And a fool, a fool will become offended that their foolishness has defined them. Or they'll wake up. Oh, man, what am I doing? Like, nobody listens to me. I don't have any friends, right? They'll either wake up or they'll double down on being offended. L- listen to this, Proverbs, tw- uh, Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk in the way of the wise. Be, uh, those who walk in the way of the wise become wise. Uh, for a companion of fools suffers harm. This is what happens. A fool will always wind up alone or in the company of other fools, that their life is never going to move forward. They're going to wind up alone, right? Everybody left because they're watching you eat your vomit all the time. Or you'll just wind up with other people who eat their vomit all the time, right? In fact, let me tell you, let me, let me prove it to you. If you're in a season of foolishness, like you're your freshman, sophomore year of college, you're living the frat life, okay? And you're just in the season of foolishness. Do this. I bet you a dollar, I bet you two dollars. Let's go big. Right? I bet you two bucks that if you're a season of foolishness, if you look around that season of foolishness, there's always an old fool somewhere, right? You're 20 and you're living the frat life. There's always that guy who's like 35 who's with you. He's like 2005, right? And I mean, they're, and they're they're living a fool's life because. Fools wind up alone or they wind up with other fools. And if you're living that way, there's always an old fool around you. They never moved on. They never, right? They take pride in ignoring wisdom. I beat the system, man. I beat the system. They did, they, they're not going to hold me down. And somebody else is always backing away. I know. And like, you're going through the 11th grade for the fourth time. You win, Right? I got out of school. I didn't go to trade school. I didn't go to college. I bought a Camaro, right? And somebody's backing away from you. Yeah, enjoy your Camaro. I'm going to go make a life for myself. Fools always wind up alone or they wind up in the company of other fools. They know wisdom. They've heard wisdom. They might have grown up with wisdom, but they ignore it. They're complete. I'm not going to let that apply to me. So the simple don't know and have an experience. It's, it's no big deal. All of us live in some level of simplicity in our life all the time. It's just life. You learn as you go, right? You interrupt simplicity with wisdom. I'm going to always pursue wisdom. I'm always going to find that. I always want that skill of living. When you don't inter- interrupt simplicity with wisdom and you let it go, you will become a fool, right? And fool knows, a fool knows wisdom, but they won't lock onto it. They don't care. Right? Now, if the fool doesn't allow their life to be interrupted with wisdom, if they don't have an aha moment, what am I doing? I'm going to blow my life up. I'm going to lose my job again. I'm going to never, 
right? If the fool doesn't allow their life to be interrupted with wisdom, they go to a very dark place. And the Bible calls that place the mocker. And the Bible says this about a mocker. Uh, We define the mocker this way. The mocker knows about wisdom, but criticizes wisdom as if it's foolishness. That's a mocker. They know about wisdom, but they criticize wisdom as if the wisdom is the foolishness. This is what Proverbs says. uh, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 24. The proud and arrogant person, mocker is his name. And he behaves with insolent fury. That word is a fascinating word. The proud, arrogant person, mocker is his name, and they behave with insolent fury. The, the simple, they just don't know. They're like, oh, I had no idea. The fool doesn't care. I'm doing my thing. You do your thing. I don't care. Whatever. Just leave me alone. The mocker, it's an insolent fury. They're angry when confronted with wisdom. And they will attack the wise and call them the fool. It's an insolent fury, right? It's fascinating. Um, uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 9, verse 7 and 8. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Don't rebuke mockers or they'll hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you for it. It's this insolent fury when confronted. Who are you to tell me your life of wisdom is a hateful life? What? Yeah, you hate people. Why do, why do I hate people? Because you're married and you have a job and you are living independently. I hate you because of that? Yes. You're cramming your truth down my throat. I'm not doing anything. How, see, you have some phobic behavior. Why? Because you don't celebrate my foolishness, but your foolishness is foolish. See? Hate speech. It's an insolent fury. I hate you because you live a life of wisdom, and your life of wisdom is offensive to me. And a mocker will, a mocker will call. They'll call in a desperate time. My life is falling apart. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Well, you know, maybe, maybe you should um, wrestle with your addictions and break. How, don't judge me. I just gave you like a common sense answer. And that's a mocker. It's a hard heart, a hard heart and a hard head and an aggressive pushback. Your wisdom offends. Don't address my foolishness with truth accept me and participate with me or you hate me in fact proverbs 15 verse 12 says a mocker resents correction but uh, so they avoid the wise i don't i don't even want to hear what wisdom is i want to live how i want to live and solomon talks to his sons and says boys listen you get the heart of a mocker and you're in trouble. You get the, the, the hard-headedness of a mocker. And you're in a dark place. And when you think about wisdom, if you're not pursuing wisdom, if you're not pursuing God, the heart of God, the mind of God, 
If you're not, then you will, you will just kind of conform to your sin nature and you will drift and you will drift to some very dark places. You can start with I don't know and you can move to I don't care and then you will wind up saying I care that you have wisdom and I don't and it's an insolent fury. I'm angry that you don't accept who I am and what I'm about. And let me tell you guys something. Every piece of this can be interrupted with wisdom, right? The simple, the correction to the simple is wisdom. The correction to the fool is, is wisdom. The correction to the mocker is wisdom. But what Solomon's doing right here is he's waving his arms and saying, son, don't go down here. Because when you get to the place of the fool and the mocker, you will resent, you'll have trouble hearing wisdom, you'll resent wisdom, and very few people who become mockers return to wisdom. Every once in a while, you'll run into somebody. You know, I, I was drinking and drugging for 30 years, and I finally woke up, right? But boy, the further you go, the harder it is to come out because you have not picked up this skill for living. In fact, go to, go to Proverbs 1. Remember where you put your thumb? Proverbs 1. Solomon is talking to his sons. He, he personifies wisdom. He always calls wisdom she or her. Has a feminine personification to her. And, and he talks about wisdom calling out. Verse 20, chapter 1. It says, Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and a fool hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, and then I will pour out my thoughts. This is wisdom talking. I will make known to you my teachings. Ready? But since you refuse to listen when I call and pay no attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregarded all of my advice and did not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. This is Solomon personifying wisdom to his boys. And he's looking and saying, boys, listen to me. Wisdom is always going like this. She's not wagging your, her finger at you after you go after over the cliff and saying, ah, I told you, now you got yours. That's not what she's doing. She's trying to pre-warn you. The bridge is out, the bridge is out. Don't go, don't go. But when you make a habit of ignoring wisdom, Solomon's saying to his boys, listen, you're going to wind up in a place where you need wisdom. So, somehow, life is going to interact with you in such a way that you need wisdom and you need to respond to wisdom. And when you make a habit of ignoring her, when you wind up in that ravine, she's not going to be there for you. You're not going to know how to navigate out. You're not going to know what to do. I, I blew up my life. I lost my job. The house is on the line. What do I do? How do I get out of this? Oy. We're in a mess now. I came home and she was gone. She cleaned the house and the kids are gone. How do I save my marriage? <sighs> we should have been working on that five years ago. We're in a terrible spot now. Saying God can't do it. Didn't say God can't do it, but woo. Only God can do it. Solomon looks at his boys and he says, listen, boys, wisdom's going to be proven right. Wisdom's going to be proven right either through the blessings of your life or the calamity of your life, but wisdom is going to be proven right. And I'm trying to 
flag. She's calling in the public square. Listen, listen, listen. Let me be proven right with the blessings. Because when I'm proven right in the calamity, now I'm going to look and say, I told you. You mocked me. I'm going to look. Eh. See? Verse 27, when calamity overtakes you like the storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you, then they will call to me, but I won't answer. They will look for me, but they won't find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruits of their ways and be filled with the fruits of their scheme. For the, wayward of the, simple, uh, the waywardness of the simple will kill them, the complacency of the fool will destroy them, but whoever turns to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear or harm. Wisdom is crying out, but we have to listen. My marriage is... Listen, he, she told you you were losing her. He told you he was... He was because the relationship was... He's amped up for an affair. Like, he, they came out, but you got defensive and you resented it and they, they mom and dad said listen you got to prepare for the future but you got defensive and you thought you knew the way and you wouldn't and now the doctor said if you don't if you don't change you're not going to be around for your kids and your grandkids but you and now here I am and my life is blown up and my heart is blown up and my family is blown up and wisdom saw it coming but you choose to be simple you said I don't care I'm doing what I want or you said you're you're arrogant you're the arrogant jerk for warning me what's going on now what wisdom said here is the antidote is to repent and to accept my rebuke. So that word repent in the Bible, it's all it means. It's a, it's a, it sounds like a big word, but it's actually a small word. All it means is to turn, to turn. So naturally in my sin, my sin nature, I move away from God. When I repent, I turn from moving away from God and I move to God. And that's allowing wisdom to interrupt me. And here's the thing, this is so cool about God. Our instinct is always to move away from God. It's our sin nature. God's instinct is always to move toward me. So this is what happens. When I repent, what I do is I like run into God because he's right there. He doesn't leave me, I leave him. And God says when I repent and turn to him, he will give me wisdom. Flip the page to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Here it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So this is it. Trust in the Lord. I repent. I'm trusting myself because I'm a fool. I'm a mocker. I'm a simpleton. Trusting myself. I repent. I turn. Boom. I landed in the God. I trust in the Lord. I submit all of my ways to him. You know what? You steer this thing, God. I'm not doing that great of a job. And this is what happens. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Submit to him all my ways, and he will make your path straight. So I'm a simpleton. My path is crooked. I'm off, I'm off track. I repent. Boom. God said, you know what? Let, let's get you out of this simplicity. 
Let's go. Here's wisdom. I give it to you generously without finding fault. I'm a fool. I've been, I've been ignoring God. I know what God says. I just don't care. I'm a fool. I repent. Right, you know what? Let's get out of this foolishness. I love you. Come on. You done? You done? Because I'm done. Let's go. Right? Even I'm a mocker. I have scorned you and rebuked you and mocked you and denied you my whole life. But I'm, I'm broken. I repent. I'm Nebuchadnezzar. Right? I'm Saul. I'm, I repent. All right. Come on. Make it, let's get out of this place of mockery. Let, let's move out of this. I will make your path straight. I will always take you back. I will always love you. I will always accept a broken and contrite heart. Right? I get it. But you, you have to decide to move. And you acknowledge me and you humble yourself and you patiently and persistently pursue me and I will be right here for you. And, and we, will, we, will, we will get out of this place because I love you. See? So this, this passage, I, I told you this is a big one. I mean, we prayed about it before I started talking. It's a big one. It's not God saying, ah, you dummies, you better knock it off. Here's your lightning bolt. It's this. Stop. Stop, stop. Let me, I will guide. I don't know what to do. I know I do. Well, I don't know how to, I know, I know how. Stop. I, I, will, I love you. I'll help you. But, but you, you have to turn to me. And you're going deeper, 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 further, further, further. And what is down there is disaster every single time. I don't want that for you. Wisdom will be proven right. I would love it to be proven right with blessings and health for you, spiritual health. Right? She'll be proven right in calamity too. I don't want that for you. Trust me. Submit to me. Lean into my understanding. And I'll take you where you can go. Okay? All right. Now, this is what we have to do with this. The Bible says this. The Bible says that the Bible serves as a mirror for us. All right? So when I look at the Bible, it tells me the reality of myself. That's how a mirror works, right? So I think of myself as young and handsome and ripped. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, right? 45 and flabby. That's me, right? So the Bible, I can think of myself as having my life together. But what the, I, we just... We just stared into the mirror for a few minutes. So this is what we have to do now. You, you have to ask God to show you. Don't apply this to your husband. Don't apply this to your wife. Don't apply this to your kid or your friend or your boss. Only you, right? We're judging our own hearts here. God, show me where I'm simple. Okay, where are you simple? Is there places in your life where you just have to admit you don't know? Right? This isn't working. How many times have we had this fight? How many times have we... I just don't know. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal that your mom and dad know more than you are. You do. It's not a big deal that your wife is better at something than you are. It's not a big deal that you don't know the Bible. 
but you have to learn it. Now, how long are we going to say, I need to know the Bible better? See, this is where the simple is starting to get stubborn. So I'm looking to say, God, show me, show me where I'm simple. Help me to pursue wisdom. Okay? Now, second one. You look in the mirror, God, where am I foolish? Because everybody, including me, everybody has parts of God's word that we just decide we're not going to participate in. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, that submit to my husband thing. First of all, your wife has a very deep voice. <laughs> right? But I'm, I'm not. You may want to look into that. Right? Let me. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's parts of the Bible that we just don't. Right? I'm not. I'm not doing that. Submit to my husband thing. I'm not doing it. I am woman. Hear me roar. Right? Okay. I'm not that the spiritual leadership thing. I'm not doing that. It's a woman. It's my wife's job. Right? I, I know what God says about morality. I'm just, I, I'll get it out of my system and then I'll be monogamous. I know what God says about porn. I know what God says about giving. There's places in our life where we're a fool. I know what, I know what the doctor says about my health. Wait, your, your body isn't yours to do with what you want. Your body belongs to the Lord. Right? I know what the... God, show me where I'm a fool. And let me receive that title with humility. All my ways I acknowledge it drive me out of this. And then, here's the hardest one. Is there a part of my life where I'm a mocker? And here's the thing. If there's a part of your life where you're a mocker, right now you're discounting most of what I'm saying. So, you can avoid the pain of being a mocker by admitting you're a mocker and repenting or you can wait for God to break you and then that you might repent or you might double down it's the way that it works so God is there a place where I'm a mocker where I, I just think it's dumb it's just dumb dumb I think that's how it sounds to God that's dumb and all of it can be interrupted it takes wisdom Patience, persistent pursuit, humility, and then God, you make my path straight, okay? All right, so this is what we're going to do. Bow your heads and close your eyes again if you want to with us, and let's, let's pray. Let's just be still. Ask, if you're a follower of Christ, ask God to, through his Holy Spirit to reveal these areas of your life, Okay? If you're not a follower of Jesus, then, then ask God to reveal himself to you. Maybe convict you of your sin and you want to accept Christ or respond to God for the first time. But let's, let's spend some time talking to God. The band is going to play a, a song. It's a prayer. And so we'll, we can pray this prayer or you can just pray your own if you want. And let's just give God this leeway into our life. Jesus, would you help us? Would you show us ourselves clearly? And, uh, and God, would you reveal these parts of our hearts? Would you interrupt our drifting away from you with wisdom and draw us to your heart 
humble us, God. Help us to repent so that you can bless us and that you can give us the true life and the rich life that you want to give us. So work in our hearts even in these moments, Jesus, in your name. Amen.